Harley, welcome to the A64 podcast. Um, Good to be here. We're very excited to have you here. Uh, you, a lot of people know who you are already, so I don't think we need to spend a ton of time into who you are and all that stuff. But because it goes without saying, but um, just briefly tell us like what you do, why you do it, and just a blip about who you are. Very good. Well, it's good to be here. Um, excited. Uh, Yoder's Building Supply is really what probably I'm known for. Um, and I've led that company since 99. Um, we also have top edge components and we have pro cut metals. Mm -hmm. And what I do every day is I lead leaders. And so I just try to empower people and get as many things off my plate as possible so yeah. I can move on and do other things. Yeah. Um, I'm also the, the chairman of the board of Jamaica Relief Ministries. And I'm passionate about that work in Jamaica. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a lot of stuff. I like what you said. You lead leaders and get your plate. Because that's what they say about a good leader of a company or even a nonprofit or anything is you empower other people to do what you can do. Well, what and I found out is that I'm not very good at things. And so <laughs> I try to hire people better than me yeah. and and then empower them. And they really take it to the next level. I, um when you're not very good, you don't have much choice yeah. but to hire people who yeah. can do much better than you can. Yeah. So I just try to empower them and and make sure they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you, how do you, um, did it take you a while to step back and like give people leadership over things, or like was it hard for you to give up like, like give someone else the reins to something, or was is it was it fairly easy for you to do that? I had a great example. Uh, okay. My dad was really good at that, and he truly believed he was not very good. So he always thought people were better than he was. And so if you truly believe that, it's real easy. And yeah. it was easy for me because I truly believed that, I mean, I would hire a cabinet designer, and, you know, if he had leadership qualities, I'd empower him. I can't design a cabinet. I can't yeah. sell a cabinet. Yeah. Um, and so but it was pretty easy for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I like I like that idea a lot. Mm -hmm. Hiring people better than you at other stuffs, then, yeah. um, then you know they're they're doing a good job. That's because, right. Yeah, because we can't do everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess right into that. Then you said like your ministry involvement with JRM. Like, what is what does that entail? Like, as a chairman of the board, like what did, what does your schedule look like with that? It varies a lot. We uh, we were in Jamaica. F our whole family was in Jamaica for three weeks. Just got back last oh, wow. Friday. Oh, wow. And, um, and then we're flying to Indiana next Sunday for two days of a five-year planning session. Okay. Um, so, you know, the more that ministry grows and the more uh, effective it becomes, the more organizational is required and the more time it takes for me. So right now it feels like it takes quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, over the years, it, it just varies a lot. Mm -hmm. it, it depends on the needs of the organization. Mm -hmm. Um Right now, it's it, it's taken a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's growing. Got new leaders. Yeah, um, I heard there was a new building or a house purchase not too yes, long ago. We, there, we just acquired a property right beside the property we have. It's yeah. exciting. We should be able to double the size of our ministry. Wow. Um, we were also putting um, Brian Burke, who is a Jamaican. Great dude, great leader, one of the smartest people I know. 
will be taking over the Jamaica uh, director responsibilities in Jamaica. Oh, wow. And so to transition that over to a Jamaican yeah. is really exciting. Um, plus, he's really smart. He's, yeah. he's a great guy. He's a great leader, very yeah. organized, yeah. Um, and literally one of the smartest people I know. Wow. It's it's a little bit of a rabbit trail, I guess. Not not entirely what we planned out, but what what's it been like working with locals there versus? I mean, a, a lot of people involved in the ministry are American, and now turning that over, like, is it is the communication fairly easy? Do you understand each other pretty well, or what are the complications that come there? Well, Brian is very educated, so it's easy to understand him. He went to a college there in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And, and so he does very good with English. Um, Unica, um, which was raised by a school teacher there in Jamaica, also plays a really big role. She's a Jamaican as well. And she's going to college to be a social worker oh, wow. for our kids in the wow. orphanage. Um, so those two folks are really excited. We're excited about them. Mm-hmm. The general population, if they talk slow and try to talk English, you can understand them well. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get going, they're talking to each other. Ah, good luck. <laughs> but like even even culturally, you feel like there's uh, you can understand um, even worldview and background and um, understanding even like how the two of you think and think differently from your cultural background. Yes, um, they they do think differently. They they're more about now. Mm-hmm. We tend to think. And we're raised to think more about our future and to mm-hmm. save. Mm-hmm. They're because of their poor, desperate nature. It's now today, mm. and very seldom do they think much about tomorrow, mm-hmm. okay. or next week, yeah. or next month, or. And so to teach them how to save or how to go catch a fish mm-hmm. or tomorrow mm-hmm. um, is is a new concept that we're, we're trying. Mm-hmm. To, to impart. But what we find out is there's more women that are willing to listen and learn than mm. there are men. Mm-hmm. So there's more good women in Jamaica than we would say good men. Oh, there wow. are some. There's Brian Burke. Yeah. There's, I can name several, Tim, mm-hmm. Tim Leroy, Pastor Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a more rare occasion. Okay. Um, if we were going to give out business loans, I'm guessing... 80% would be women. Wow. Why is that? Do you know offhand? Or? Um, women tend to raise the families, okay. raise the kids, yeah. be more responsible. Yeah. Um, the family nucleus is very tough in Jamaica. Okay. Uh, so men tend to roam. And the housing ain't great, so yeah. they bounce around, mm-hmm. live on couch to couch yeah. or bed to bed. And uh, so it's a tough it's a tough situation, especially in poor, desperate communities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but it was it was a yeah. good rabbit trail. Yeah. Um, I guess then, kind of backing up, we can just kind of roll with JRM there. Um, how did you how did you get involved at JRM? How did you um, come to be the chairman? How did you, like what what made JRM important to you? Good question. Uh, my father started JRM. Okay. Um, along with Sam Kanegis and uh, a group of people that came around them. And well, in 1988, Hurricane Gilbert came through, mm-hmm. and my father and a group of men went down there and 
and saw the big need and saw the kids on the street. And so he wanted to go down there and start an orphanage. And he moved down in 2001. Um, and through that, our family was involved because my okay. parents moved down. Yeah. Um, and dad was always passionate about it. I was back to run the business. I was more in the business and, and mom and dad were very much involved in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. After my dad passed away, um, the director asked if I'd serve on the board. Mm-hmm. And through that, I eventually became chairman. Um, and I saw the need, and it just tugs at your heart when you mm-hmm. see the kids mm-hmm. and when you see families that are <clears throat> struggling to make yeah. ends meet. Yeah. And then we saw the opportunity to take our employees down to build homes yeah. for some of them. Yeah. And what we found out was um, it did as much for us and our company mm-hmm. as it did for the people in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, talk, our employees became more loyal. Our customers became more loyal. Wow. And so we, we can say we did it for charitable, and we did. Our motive was there, but it actually really helped our business wow. and our, from an employee standpoint and a customer standpoint. Yeah. So wow. you can, if you want to get involved in charitable work and get your employees involved, it really helps your business. It's, wow. it's not just a, we're giving. It's, yeah. It helps your business grow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's a... We've had multiple people now that have come on and say like the them giving towards someone has has come back um, and like helped them out tremendously. Right. Like when they give their time and resources, it in turn helps them out a lot. And that that's cool to hear from a business standpoint. It's not always just an individual standpoint where your employees probably feel that on an individual like when they sign up to go down to Jamaica and serve, they probably feel like that they get changed just as much. And then as a business too, like sending your employees somewhere and like going and getting involved somewhere um, to hear how that benefits you tremendously is, is cool to hear because there's plenty of business owners that it seems like they would have the, have the ability to do that. And if they hear that it's actually does really well for their business as well, that just an extra motivator to do yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I truly believe it helps individuals as much as it helps the people we're serving yeah it's a fairly Um, pretty common theme when you talk to people in ministry in general yeah yeah that's cool um so yeah i guess uh a little bit um backtracking um balancing that's that's the thing that we like to talk a lot about on here is um just because the people we talk to are involved in a lot of different things at one time most of the time um so like how do you how do you balance your work life, your um, ministry life, and your family life, and how do you how do you find ways to make sure that runs smoothly, like so that you're still spending enough time with your family, you spend enough time at work, you spend enough time at your ministry. Has there been things you've learned over the years that have helped that become easier? Um, is there still some things that are pretty tough about that? Like, talk to us a little bit about that. I don't know that there is a balance. Um, yeah, it feels like someone has to always sacrifice. Okay. So, um, I know when my dad was involved in Jamaica, we felt like we sacrificed our grandparents, or, you know, their, our, mm. the grandparents to our kids. Mm. Um, I feel like there's always a second. Business will sacrifice. Mm. Um, family has to sacrifice. Um, the, the ministry has to sacrifice at times when mm. there's crisis in the family. or mm. So, you try to find balance. 
in my life, I found it very rare to actually get the balance. Yeah. Like someone yeah. has to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if your family gets that principle, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're relationship driven, um, I think we go to wherever the need is the most, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. So you have to take, you know, our first responsibility is our family. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of our family. But at times, even they need to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the greater good of God's ministry mm-hmm. or, or sometimes the business. Sometimes the business, you know, there's times I've worked night shift for a couple of years to mm. get things back on track. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, there's sacrifice that needs to make. Well, I, I would love to talk to someone who has the perfect balance because I haven't found <laughs> it. Um, yeah. I found it. I find it to be a struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's that's good. I. I like that a lot, like especially what you said about relationships and when when it's built on relationships, you take care of each other and right. you, you realize you see where things need to be sacrificed and you it becomes more of a conversation instead of like, oh, um, dad is off doing this and we're just going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. If it's built on relationships and trust, it's going to be like, we know, we know dad or grandpa is over there doing this because it's what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you can trust that, it yeah, and and maybe even like, I guess it depends on your definition of the word sacrifice too, because part of it could be looked at as maybe investment, because you are investing your time, and you're investing in relationships, and it might cost you a little bit in the short term, but if you all have that vision that it's going to work out in the long term, I think it makes a big difference in um, like family. I mean, I think about the the time my parents would have moved to Colorado for five years and it was a bit of a sacrifice if you would call it that um because we moved away from people and familiarity but the the return on investment there I think has been really good for our family and and I see that I see that happening a lot too it's Mm -hmm. if you read it kind of as an investment I think it helps yeah, I um, like that word better. Yeah. I like investment <laughs> uh, better. Sacrifice, sacrifice. kind of has a negative yeah. connotation, I think. Uh, you know, I think if not everybody gets the vision, they view that as a sacrifice. Yeah. Or they yeah. view that as that's my good. kids are not getting what they need from grandpa or grandma. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I'm not getting good. what I need from dad because he's always out there serving other people. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, th- when that viewpoint is taken, it's viewed as a sacrifice. When, if they have God's kingdom in mind, mm-hmm. then it's much more as an investment and hey, we can get through this and we understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that a lot. Um, investment, not sacrifice. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Good word, Randall. <laughs> good word. I'm going to have to bring that to my kids. There you go. There you go. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, moving on now, um, the, the middle question, we kind of hit on it kind of from different ways, but just, uh, Tell us, like, you talked a little bit about, like, when, when you were, uh, like, in the early 2000s, your dad was over in Jamaica a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that feel, like, growing up? Did you feel pressure to get involved in something? Did you feel, like, from your dad, or did you, um, was it something that you were really excited about, like, things that he was doing, or was it kind of hard for you to get on board with that? Um, and then also, on the flip end of that like what do you try to do for your kids to get them excited about what you're involved in honestly um 
dad's involvement in Jamaica, we, us kids were not that involved. Okay. And so we, we viewed it as that was kind of dad's thing. Hmm. And I love business and I put my whole heart into business mm-hmm. and I love supporting it, but it was not my passion. Yeah. And I was more, it was very, I was much more selfish. Hmm. Um, but I will tell you the life lessons I learned from my dad and my grandpa were um, to, to love people. And I think once you, once you love people and, and once you love Jesus like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. it kind of takes over your life. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so you all want to start doing things that you hadn't planned on doing. Yeah. That just kind of comes. And, and my dad and my grandpa both love people, and they love people sacrificially. Um, to where, I mean, dad would empty out his bank account and my daughter or my sister who would take care of his bank account would say, dad just emptied out his bank account. And like, I don't know what, what's he thinking? Yeah. Um, for us, that was good lessons. Like he mm. trusted God to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when he started JRM, they were very young in their ministry and it needed to grow to make a difference. And him and four other guys borrowed a million dollars. Wow. to start it. Mm-hmm. And he had never done that for a business. I mean, I think the most he ever borrowed up to that point for a business was like 25 grand. Wow. And here he borrowed a million dollars and was like, well, and his viewpoint on that was more, well, I mean, people need it. Well, what mm-hmm. are we supposed to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he was very, I remember a story. Um, this kind of just, epitomizes my dad and my granddad Mm -hmm. we were kids and we had dad had bought a boat and we were looking forward to going out on the boat on a saturday and so we all loaded up in the boat we're driving out the lane and my dad had also started the the fair play wilderness boys camp Mm -hmm. and about then the counselors came rolling in and and they said hey they'd love to take the boat out we turned around Unloaded everything and let the counselors take the boat oh, out. Wow. And we were mad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. We were angry. Yeah. We were like upset. But dad was like, hey, people come before us. So, hmm. and that that just kind of epitomizes the way my dad lived. Yeah. Um, whatever he had was, he was willing to yeah. let other people have or wow. use. And um, he was very successful in business, but he gave 90% of it away. Wow. And, wow. uh, so yeah. that kind of those life lessons, although they were hard at that time, mm-hmm. they kind of I'll never forget them. Yeah, they were ingrained in us. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes where it feels like we always need to put our family first, mm-hmm. there's also times when they, there's lessons that need to be learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll just never forget that. That was a I treasure that moment now. Yeah. At that point, I didn't. Yeah, it, it's like that story almost circles back to the investment that we were talking about. Yeah. Like. Even the investment he was making in you guys as kids, like showing you that stuff as a kid, like yeah. we need to realize that when there's other people that need something or we're trying to help other people, like we can step to the side for a little bit, let them enjoy life. And, and then long term, we're going to feel a lot better about it. And like you're still remembering that today. And that's that's incredible. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It's, it's also just interesting for me. I had a couple conversations recently with uh JD, he would have been on the on the podcast before. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but he's he had the perspective working at camp over the the time your dad would have been there and talking about some of the stories of 
being really low on funds and just kind of moving ahead with things yeah. and and it working out and the impact that that's had on on him and honestly the community at large it's it's a very different perspective i guess when you've got the kids yeah. uh telling it to yeah. Um, yeah it's really interesting yeah yeah so i guess now like what what are things that you like to teach your kids or like things that even just practical steps that you want for your kids to get them excited about like ministry end of things, but also like um, that investment into the lives of other people and like around them. That's a good question. I've thought about that question. Um, Dad was not that intentional about teaching us to serve in ministry. Mm -hmm. He wanted us to serve. Mm -hmm. He wanted us to, as young people go give up a year or two of our time Mm -hmm. But it was never a demand. Mm-hmm. And I think our kids catch more by action yeah. or our own who we are That's good. rather than this is what you're going to do and we yeah. want you to do yeah. this. Yeah, I completely so, agree. You know, I hope I hope our life, Christine and I, is a life that our kids catch it mm. and that they see that we really do love people. We love our Jesus. We want to make a difference in the kingdom. Um it's not just about how much money we can make, how comfortable we can make our life. Um, what difference can we make as humans? For mm-hmm. I mean, our world is desperate yeah. in U.S., mm-hmm. in our schools, mm-hmm. um, in our communities, mm-hmm. in yeah. Jamaica, yeah. or you could go Nicaragua or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's lots of desperate people who need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if they find Jesus, there's usually a way. Mm-hmm. Um that yeah. their life becomes a little bit more stable. Yeah. You know, and we get to see them in heaven eventually. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. It's because there, there's very different approaches you can take to like raising your kids that way that you can either be like, you have to be involved in this and you have to do this. You have to do that. And that, that can sometimes turn kids away from that because right. they're like, I don't really want to be involved and right. I don't really want to do this. But when you're, kind of leading by example and when they see in you the joy that it brings you and uh, um, yeah like when you show other people the love of Christ it's that it is it overflows out of you and into your kids and I think that's a great way to view it and that's kind of how you've been taught and it's how you're teaching your kids and I think that's that's excellent that's the way to do it so yeah and you know honestly it feels we feel privileged to be able to have the opportunity to go down there mm. and see um, the difference we're able to make to bring joy to someone else, mm-hmm. um, it brings. I think it always does more for me than it does for them. Yeah, and um, so I don't. We count a privilege. We're glad for the opportunity, um, and and we know other people have to sacrifice so we can go. Yeah, and we're we just feel blessed that we're able to do that. Yeah. we had the greatest time in Jamaica. Three so, weeks. It was yeah. awesome. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And we, and we took three different groups down there, yeah. and I think they were all blessed more than the people we actually served. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. I, well, I just, and real quick, just a little blip and encouragement for you is that, um, like, one of your kids, I mean, Andre, I, I see so much of you, Floyd, and, like, the legacy you've passing on even through Andre. Like, I don't interact as much with your other kids, but I see Andre all the time, and multiple times i've just like he's a little harley yoder like he it's cool and he's 
he's catching on and he, like the the like his drive to run a business like you to be successful like you but then also his his willingness to like drop everything and like help someone out it's it's been cool so that, there's an encouragement to you that like it's it's catching on and like yeah. he he sees that in you and i think that's a lot of the reason he does what he does is because he sees it in you and and floyd and all that so i think that's cool to see that play out and um like that's just andre i'm sure your other kids are are also doing great things but i see it a lot because i see andre all the time so but yeah well, that's great well i got very talented kids we're blessed there again yeah. and they're all they all love jesus and yeah. they're all searching at times but yeah. um you know if you love jesus there's things that'll just come in. If you love Jesus, you love people, right? You yeah. can't help that. Yeah. And and so you can't help but help people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just who you want to be. Yeah. Um, and I will say in our company, I, what people ask, I tell my wife, I said, you know, Yoder's is my church. Hmm. And, you know, there's lots of people in our communities that hurt. And I will tell you one of our biggest encouragements has been Tyler Bibb from LifePoint, mm-hmm. and he's become a mentor to to probably a lot of our guys. He's probably mentoring 50 people, wow. and that has been huge. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's, in, it's fun to watch our people that you work with grow and mm-hmm. all at once say, hey, I have hope again. Yeah. Um, because we can go to Jamaica and do our thing. Mm-hmm. And we can also – help the people we live with and see every day and yeah. and make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. He talked to me briefly about that and it's, it's awesome what he does over there. And he, he's a good friend of mine as well. And yeah, yeah, he's he, amazing. That's cool. But, yeah. I, I really like the idea too, of just like, um, not necessarily separating business from the rest of your life, but just bringing it in and the, the local impact that can happen. We invest in people I think beyond just um, sometimes I guess we're tempted in America to think that if we give money to something, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And to actually invest in people because you, you were talking about some of the locals in Jamaica, uh, investing in the people there is the only way that the church is going to be carried forward there. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows, there may come a day when we're not allowed to go there from America. And if that's all, that's all we have is just a few of us going over there to build things and then leaving. Uh, there's right. no lasting that's right. anything there. And same for if you don't invest in your employees and you give them a good paycheck and that's about it. That's as far as the, mm-hmm. uh, the ministry or the church is going to go. So, yeah. yeah, I, um, yeah, the investment is huge. I love that. And, like we yeah we didn't have it on here but you should just quickly touch on like what um what you have Tyler doing over there because I I think it's awesome like he he talked to me kind of about um like when he just first started over there with you like what he was going to be doing and all that but just quick talk because I think that shows a lot of your investment into your employees and like what it means for you to have them like mentored by someone and like cared for. Um, and I think that speaks tremendously to even just what we've been talking about in our investment and who we take care of and all that. Well, I, I would say that as a young businessman, I was worried about making money and making, you know, 
I want to become the best, biggest building supply in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think as I've toured more in my Christian life, um, almost the reason for growth was I want to influence and affect more people. And it wasn't all about the dollar. Because after a while, you can get to a place where you can just put on cruise control and just be comfortable. And we can live a good life and go travel and do whatever we want to. Um, but after a while, you realize that, hey, I want to influence. I, I really want to influence more people for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to get more people in your influence, right? And so that became a reason for growth. Mm-hmm. And it came one of our company principles that we want to empower and influence our employees for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's one of our core principles. Um, and so one day, Tyler was helping me through some tax um, state tax work and he was working for a company and he looked at me and he asked me a question. He said, Harley, what's your biggest need? And I said, I need daddies. I need daddies for my people. Mm-hmm. And he goes, really? He said, he thought a little bit. And he said, what if I come up with a plan to help you? And he came back with a plan for mentoring my guys. And I mean, I started crying. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's made a huge difference in in my people. Like, for, we, we give out lots of employee loans, just helping people get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And and so it felt like I was just, like it wasn't, I'm just, I'm, I'm reinforcing bad habits, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. teaching anybody anything. Mm-hmm. So we put people through the Dave Ramsey. Well, that's too much. Yeah. It's too much for people who can't even make it to next Friday. Yeah. Just try to save a thousand dollars. That sounds like crazy. Yeah. Um, so, someone would say, "My car broke down. It's shot. I need to go buy another car. Mm-hmm. I need two thousand dollars to go buy another car." He actually goes with them and looks at the car and says, "You don't need to. That that ain't gonna get you anywhere. You're just putting your problem off six months. Mm-hmm. Let's go find another car." And goes with them. We maybe end up loaning them five thousand dollars instead of two thousand, but we're actually helping somebody mm-hmm. get to that. And he's going with them, wow. um, helping them get off of rented furniture, mm-hmm. helping them get off of their rented TV or rented, mm-hmm. you know, where they're making payments on tires. Like, mm-hmm. what's the payoff on that? Let's mm-hmm. get out of there. Thirty-five percent interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been a good blessing. I need about six more Tylers. <laughs> um, and I think he may be trying to beef up his network so yeah. he can help more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we found that helpful in all three of our companies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's awesome. I, I think that just so well sums up like what your vision for your employees, it goes, it goes so much deeper than them showing up to work, you giving them a paycheck, sending them home. It's like, you actually care for the people that show up at Yoder's pro cut. Um, yeah top edge and it i think that that speaks tremendously to the vision that has been left behind and that you want to carry on and you want to care for people i i think that's awesome like yeah that's just so cool it, it makes me happy to hear that so yeah, yeah we get excited about you know we can hire more people because we want to make a difference and maybe we should start a church there there at the store <laughs> um, because we think maybe more people would come there than they would into a church because church yeah. can be scary yeah i mean when I start, when I go to a new church, I get a little apprehensive and tension, mm-hmm. 
And what about all the other folks who haven't been raised, raised in religious or, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe we should start a, you know, maybe, maybe on a Saturday night or mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon, maybe we should have a church. Anyway, we're talking stuff, but yeah. it's like, how can we reach more people for Jesus mm-hmm. and, and make a difference in their life where mm-hmm. they have a life that is fulfilled and yeah. we get to see them in heaven, hang yeah. out together and talk yeah. about the good old times. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess um, probably wrap it up with our, our last question. Um, this is a question we ask everybody that's on our podcast, everybody that will be on our podcast. We all ask them this question, and it's what is one thing the world needs more of and why? Um, people have had various different answers, but we like to hear people's thoughts on it. Um, so what do you, Harley, think the world needs more of? Jesus. I think the world needs more Jesus. And I think that would solve a lot of our issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we and more relationships, more love, um, where we care for each other, more sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, I, I think people need more Jesus. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I love that. I yeah this this has been a great podcast. I've enjoyed listening to your. You can just feel across the table your passion about stuff like that, and it. It really does. I think that'll that'll even overflow out of this room into the people listening to the podcast. They'll be able to hear and feel your passion for it. There's one more thing I want to say. Yeah, is go that for it. we feel so grateful about the blessings the Lord's pull, poured on our companies, and for young people like you guys to start the way mm-hmm. and pour into our community. We love that, and we would support that all day long. Mm-hmm. And we're very picky where we send our money. Um, like I love humane societies, but there ain't no animals going to get our money yeah. because we feel like humans yeah. made out of God's image need mm-hmm. it more than, mm-hmm. and I love animals. I got two dogs. I love them. I play mm-hmm. with them every day. Yeah. Um, and they need help, but that's not where we choose to give our money. Yeah. So when people like you and, um, start a ministry to help people, we want to know Yeah. and we yeah. want to help. Yeah. And, because it makes a difference. Yeah. And you're doing something we can't do. Yeah. And so many blessings. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, we feel we feel the love of that too and the Good. support from you guys. Good. So. Yeah. I um do you have anything else you want to um I don't think so. I one thing that I, I would maybe mention, I guess, uh it's actually been fun just sitting here cuz I feel like I would have known you some when I was younger, like as a kid growing up and dad working at Yoder's. But it's it's really fun to see where you're at now. I feel like I kind of lost track of most people around here, uh, honestly, in the last like five or ten years. And it's just been really good to, to see where you're at again. And it, it always gets me excited when I reconnect with people in the local area that are passionate about Jesus and uh you know, it's just really good, um, I guess, getting to know you a little bit through a conversation on a podcast. Yeah, it is cool. And I get excited about young people who love Jesus. Because as a young person your age, I I wasn't there. I was all concerned about myself. Mm. And I think young people can make so much more difference than, yeah. than and connect better with the yeah. community than folks that are getting on up there. Yeah. So, congrats. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it'll make a difference. Yeah, thanks for coming on and um, thanks for sharing honestly with us and um, yeah, telling us a lot about your life and your involvement in ministry and all that. And it's been it's been really good. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the episode. So thanks for coming on and yeah, it was it was great to have you. I enjoyed it. Thank all you. right, Alex, that's a wrap. Grab.